a Keep Productive production. Welcome to the Tools They Use podcast. Interviews with professionals about how they use apps, software, habits, and routines every day. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Tools They Use podcast. So we have Amir here. Uh, Amir, uh, we were just chatting before. It's like uh, four years since we did our first ever interview. Feels like a really long time ago now. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. And it's awesome to be here again. Yeah. Uh, Brilliant. Of course, in a different setting than last time. But yeah, I'm yeah. excited about this. Oh, I'm really excited too. Um, I think you, you excited me last time I met you in person. Well, the only time I met you in person. Because uh, I haven't been able to find that. Um, is it the La Flauta, the, the baguette thing with some of the like salami in it ever again? It was such a good meal. Yeah, yeah. It's like a very common meal in Barcelona. And that place, like it's called La Flauta. It's, uh, I can highly recommend it, yeah. Oh, it was so good. And, and I, I always want to go back to Barcelona now. And I know it's just been a year, but <laughs> it's, uh, it was such a tasty meal. Uh, brilliant. Uh, but it's, it's good to, um, to have you. And obviously you've been working uh, really hard recently with the team at Doist on uh, some exciting stuff. So maybe we can get to that near the end. Um, so yeah, I wanted to ask you a few questions about uh, sort of day-to-day productivity first. So um, for like day-to-day stuff, how does an average day look for you? Yeah, so I wake up at around maybe seven and eight. And it actually depends on my son, who is like a little baby, like he's just turned one year. Uh, And then I spend like maybe an hour with him. So I I give him like a breakfast uh, and I just play around with him. And uh, usually during the night, my my wife wakes up to like feed him because he still like drinks milk during the night. So I take like the the, the morning feeding. Um, Yeah, and after that, uh, I basically, you know, drink a cup of coffee and get some breakfast and then I head to work and I usually come at work like maybe at, uh, at 9 to 10, depending like on, on, the, on the day. Uh, yeah. So, and then I just work and I work maybe until 5 or 6. Again, depends on like when I started. Uh, and I also have like a, a one hour lunch break in between. And also sometimes I work... Uh, during uh, like uh, after we put the baby to bed so maybe like I would check some email or or write some stuff or something like that so that's basically my routine fantastic and what sort of uh, obviously as as the CEO uh, is it mainly like leadership activities that you get up to sort of pointing people in the right direction during the day having meetings is that what you do Um, well the the truth is like uh, that is something I do. Like I write a lot, like, uh, inside a company, we don't actually have a lot of meetings. I do have like meetings, but not like as other companies, because like if you are CEO in another company, you will spend most of your time just meeting people. And I don't really do that. Um, so I, I write stuff, you know, I give feedback. Uh, I'm actually very involved in, into the product, uh, product development. And I also still do like some development myself. Yeah, so for instance, like uh, the twist backend, I do a lot of stuff for that. And even on Todoist, I sometimes step in and, and do something. So I would say like maybe uh, I spend uh, like 30% of my time like developing and maybe like 40 
percent like writing and, and giving feedback and then the last step is maybe thinking or like uh, having meetings that's brilliant it, you're quite that's quite like an on the ground um activities that's really good and um sort of as you go through your day obviously you've got uh, like a list of tasks that you need to get done during the day. Um, how do you go about putting together your most important task list? It's obviously inside Todoist, but how do you sort of uh, plan that out? Yeah, so actually like something that I think is very important and that's something that I practice is basically like managing my energy levels and it depends on like the days or even the time of the day. I'm actually very careful of what my energy level is and what tasks I should tackle with the energy level that I have. Um, so for instance, like most of the time, my mornings are very productive and I can like really think clearly and I'm a very creative uh, at that stage. So that's where I tackle like some of the challenging tasks such as development or writing where I really need, you know, to be uh, full on and with a lot of energy attack a problem. Uh, and then like maybe after lunch where I know like I have a dip into like my, you know, focus or, um, you know, general productivity is that I try to tackle something, you know, a bit boring like email uh, or, or something like that, that, that uh, doesn't really require like my full attention. So, so that's about it. And uh, I can definitely recommend like I think energy levels of people and how they are distributed during the day are not the same. So it's something that you really need to, to figure out and, you know, uh, try to find like where are you most productive and what kind of tasks do you want to tackle when you're in that mode. And I think like a lot of errors that people make is that uh, they use their most productive time on like something that does not really require that kind of energy level. So for instance, like I don't start my day going in and responding to emails or, or twists. Uh, I, I started like creative uh, in a creative fashion. Fantastic, and obviously, y- your routines quite changed a lot with the, with the the young one <laughs> in the last few weeks, right? Um, and and of course, I, I was going to ask that um, when you're you're working remotely uh, from Barcelona, right? So obviously, the team, uh, uh, some of the team are are in the office in Barcelona. Uh, no, no. Like I work actually from a co-work space right now and I'm just like alone uh, yeah, <laughs> Brilliant. from the team. So like it's all remote. Fantastic. Um, and sort of across your day, uh, the note-taking side of stuff, that's something that a lot of people uh, sort of struggle with, I guess, um, being able to tally up notes. Do you have like a certain app or, or offline process that you use for note-taking? I don't actually do any notes. Yeah, uh, I have like once, like many years ago, used Evernote, but I stopped doing that. Uh, yeah, I, I should maybe, you know, like return to that. But uh, yeah, I just like, um, I mean, a lot of the knowledge that, that I gather uh, is like very hard to, to write down. And I think it's also very um, like uh, temporary. Uh, mm. So it's not something that I really want to keep around. And um, a lot of the other stuff, like such as article, uh, if I read something uh, or a book, um, I use like, you know, Kindle to like highlight it or, or like uh, I mark it. Uh, you know, I have like a today's project where I have all the articles that, that I read and then I can like go back and, and, and read it again if I 
think that I need something from it. Uh, yeah, but it's probably like something, I'm not sure if I would recommend this uh, approach, but you know, for me, like I don't really feel like I have time to really do note taking. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I guess like sometimes, uh, maybe you like me, um, I use the Todoist tasks um, and I use the, the comment section to add like, like a link or a relevant little bit of a note or something. Do you do something like that as well if it's relevant? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I mean, if I'm like doing a task uh, or even like a project, I will probably add stuff that I need to complete that project or task to the like comment section. Yeah. That's really good. Um, oh yeah, obviously, um, I think the, the article side of stuff is definitely like, uh, you can take that information and action it and in your sort of every day. Um, if any, anybody's listening along and got social media, uh, definitely follow Amir because I really enjoy the articles that you put out on social media because you, you pick some really good articles um, that you've read and then post them out. Um, and of course, you're a bit of a book fiend, aren't, book fiend, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, like, yeah, I, I use actually Twitter a lot uh, just to also like find articles, find books to read. And yeah, I read like, I spend a lot of time actually reading stuff. It could be like articles or books uh, and also audio books and stuff like that. Because I think actually it's, that's something that, that, that really can improve um, your, your, like your own knowledge and just like uh, your decision making is basically, you know, uh, read more and you know get get more knowledge uh, but I don't really like use this very actively so basically I just read stuff but I don't really uh, take notes of it like I think like maybe the next stage could be to, to be better note taker because I think it can probably make it easier to remember stuff mm, yeah that maybe that's uh, the next product <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm unsure. I think like we have our, our, a lot of stuff like with both to do this and twist. Like, uh, yeah, uh, we want venture into note taking as well. <laughs> it's a it's a big space, isn't it? Um, awesome. So moving on uh, a little bit to the hardware side of stuff. Um, so what hardware do you use during the day? Do you have what sort of phone do you have? Laptop? Obviously, hardware is not as important to productivity, but it'd be great to hear. Uh, sure. I mean, uh, I base like I switch regularly between like a um, uh, iPhone 10 and a Pixel uh, 2XL, and I use them a lot, like when I'm just like uh, you know walking around or like uh, you know uh, mm. to check Twitter or whatever. Uh, so that's basically it. And then I use like a laptop, a MacBook uh, Pro from like 2014. Uh, you know. Um, I still, I'm done, I don't, like, I think the current ones or the new ones are, are kind of crappy, so I'm still, like, having a very <laughs> old lap, uh, laptop. And actually, like, some of the keyboard, it's kind of, like, uh, being, uh, the color is kind of, like, being removed. So, yeah, I think it will kind of, like, be, if they don't release any better laptops, I think it would be, like, a very nostalgic one. You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, and And a question sort of, uh, on the side of, I, I normally ask the question, what sort of three favorite apps um, do, do you sort of use in your day? But uh, I, I'd quite like to know sort of the three companies that you admire. Um, I know you're a big uh, advocate of uh, Buffer, um, mainly because of their, their sort of, uh, I guess, their employee process. Um, but is there any companies that 
uh, you'd recommend people to check out mainly because of either their product or their ethos? Yeah, I mean, um, uh, I think like one of the really inspiring companies right now for us at least is like maybe Stripe, which is like a payment processor. And okay. it's really like they have taken, you know, something that's like very boring and usually done in a very poor way, like payment processing and done it like in a really nice way, like where everything kind of works and everything is designed nicely. And it's like very, like we use it a lot in, in our, uh, like for all the payment processing inside to do this in Twist. And it, it's really like amazing uh, what they have achieved. Um, and then uh, I think also like some of the like um, Japanese philosophies uh, are, are quite amazing as well. Like I recently actually built like a, a moto, like a scooter to, to drive around in Barcelona. Oh, yeah. Uh, a bit uh, more fast. And then I looked to buy like, uh, you know, a helmet. And um, like the Japanese are actually like uh, the best at making helmets. So you have like two brands like Arai and, and Shoei. And these are like companies that have like been in the business for more than 50 years. And the only thing they do is like helmets, like high-end helmets. Um, wow. So that's also like something that's very inspiring for me is basically like, you know, doing something for a long time and like really uh, like being uh, world-class at it. And that's also something that we are really trying to instill inside Buddhist and our culture is basically like focus more on the quality and long-term thinking instead of, you know, just like short-term, short-term thinking. Yeah, definitely. That, that's something that um, particularly I know when I decide to make the, the move into creating a business or something like that, that I would definitely take on board because obviously you've had that philosophy for quite a while now of, you know, thinking long-term, not looking at uh, a, a opt-out or selling uh, the company uh, and that's some, I think that's a way that a lot of the companies, you know, we've seen Wunderlist and last year sort of fall because obviously they've, uh, they've given up on that journey um, and they've decided to make that move. Um, is that something that you would recommend that people think about when they're sort of launching a company? I mean, definitely. I think like, uh it's kind of like a lot of the stuff that is being launched like right now and even like maybe in the last many years is uh, it's kind of launched because you want to like make a financial return or like you want to have like a startup but i think that's the wrong reason of doing this uh, like the the, the 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 right reason should be that you have a mission and you want to accomplish something in this world and you want to provide something and you're willing to actually spend your life doing that. Um, so for me, like, uh, that should be, like, before you start a company, you should actually find out, like, what, what should your mission be? Because I think, like, it makes it much easier to actually, uh, you know, handle stress and handle all the challenges that is associated with that. Like, if you just go in for it, like, short term and for a quick ex exit, then I, I, I'm pretty sure like you will fail because you will not be able to handle the challenges that, that are thrown at you. Definitely. And, and as sort of uh, obviously someone who works uh, remotely uh, on a company that uh, remind me of the numbers of how many guys you have now. Uh, I know it's across 20 plus countries, right? Yeah. So I think we are about like 65 people spread around the world. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. 
Um, and obviously that's, that's grown rapidly. But how do you, in your routine, sort of, uh, obviously you've got uh, the baby in the morning, you know, a, a busy work day and then and coming home. It's, it can be quite stressful, I can imagine. But do you get time to pause or do any sort of uh, relaxing work? Yeah, I mean, um, actually, like, my days aren't very stressful. Like, I, I'm, I don't really stress uh, and I don't have, like, a, um, a lot of pressure. Uh, mm. And I think this is basically, like, the, the setup that we have. Like, you know, uh, we are bootstrapped. We don't, like, we are our own bosses. So we set uh, and decide what, what we are going to do. And I think, like, maybe if we were, like, a VC-backed company, uh, there would be a lot more pressure to like hit milestones, hit numbers or whatever else. Uh, so basically I do have like a lot of time where I can, you know, pause and even like take vacation days, take days off. Uh, I also like spend a lot of time uh, like uh, exercising. Um, so, you know, I, I play football and, and, and I swim. So, so I think it's, it's kind of like very important uh, to have like a work-life balance and be able to actually have a routine that you can stick to to like for five fifty years uh, mm. and not like something that you kind of like you know uh, rush and, and spring for ten years and then after that you're burn out and uh, ready to retire like that isn't my plan like my plan is to actually have a routine and have a life where I can do this for like thirty more years and, and, and be very happy uh, about it that's really I think that's a really nice um sort of ethos for everyone who's looking at, you know, even creating their own business or, or outside of that, even if they're an employee as well. Um, it's really, it's really nice to hear. Um, you were, we're talking a little bit before about Todoist. Um, obviously you've got a big project with Twist at the moment. Um, but just for the moment, Todoist, do you have, um, obviously I know you can't mention the details, but over the next six weeks, how do you see the new sort of product developments uh, coming out? Well, you know, we have been working on a lot of stuff uh, uh, for today's and uh, I think like the next, uh, like August or September, we will like launch some, some, some really exciting stuff that I think people will love. Uh, yeah. So one of them uh, I can share is like a, a dark mode or dark team, uh, which has actually been like one of the most requested features uh, for, for today's and like the, the, the work that the team has done, I have like tried out uh, like our Android app. It's, it's quite amazing. It's just like, a, yeah. It, like even, you know, just like switching from, from like a white to dark makes a huge difference and, and it's really stunning. And especially like if you have a high-end smartphone, uh, it, it looks quite a, a amazing, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, and obviously, uh, all the team must be quite excited for the releases. Um, how I was just curious how you sort of, uh, you know, like, go about the release process, because I know a lot of the team like, release bits of stuff across the day. And, and that's where a lot of everyone gets hints. Do you like, um, do you orchestrate that as like a, a way for the team to share, if that makes sense? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, we have, like, a very transparent policy inside uh, the company and uh, team members are actually welcome to share bits uh, of, of, like, features. And I even do that myself. Uh, so, yeah, but we do actually try to launch stuff across all platforms. Um, 
and that is also sometimes like why things can be delayed like you know mm. if like windows is delayed then maybe like every other platform we will because we want to have like a unified uh, feature set across all platforms uh, yeah. yeah and this is like for for big features because um you know like it would just be bad experience if like ios has a feature that the web does not have or something like that yeah Definitely. And, um, and touching on Twist as well, obviously that's been a, a, a big journey of the last year. You've celebrated the anniversary recently. Did you, um, did you do something uh, quite exciting with the team or like together? I know you have the yearly uh, re- retreat as well. Uh, we didn't actually do anything. And I think like it's also like we don't actually do many celebrations of, of, of uh, you know, we have the yearly retreat, which is like quite amazing, but on a remote setting, it's kind of like very hard to actually celebrate mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, we just had a chat and, uh, yeah, congratulated the people that were a part of this, but uh, yeah, we didn't uh, do a special party or something like that. I can imagine it'd be really hard on the time zones, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, the thing is like, we do appreciate like our yearly retreats where we actually do celebrate some of our accomplishments. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Brilliant. Um, Amir, it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you. I think people really enjoy hearing your sort of process to, to sort of thinking about productivity uh, as well as the app side of stuff. Um, uh, I think it's a, it's a great ethos to have and I think uh, everyone should go over and follow you. <laughs> Where can everyone find you after this uh, podcast? Uh, well, I think the best option is Twitter. Probably it's Amix3k and you can just like, or you can even search for my name on, on Google and you can probably find my Twitter link there. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, it has been amazing to be part of this and I think also you're doing a, an amazing job for the community and, really trying you know to uh, to improve the productivity flows of people um, I think actually it's probably one of the biggest challenges that we face right now isn't really the tools but really the, the workflows and also like making it uh, more important and also just like getting more people into this and understanding that you actually can become much more productive by having better workflows um, yeah hundred percent. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, no, thank you for that comment. Um, fantastic. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll leave you to your day. Uh, I hope you have a good day. <laughs> um, and thank you everyone who has listened along today. Uh, what you can do is in the show notes, find all of the uh, relevant websites and information that Amir mentioned, and you can go away, either download it yourself or check it out. Um, so a big thank you to Amir. I uh, really appreciate you coming on today. And uh, uh, we hope to uh, see you again soon. Well, thank you, Francesco. And yeah, looking forward to meet again, you know, at some point. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. When, when you're in uh, the UK and, and I'm in Barcelona again. <laughs>